Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of December 10th through December 16th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period remained at elevated levels. Microsoft released seven security bulletins addressing 11 individual vulnerabilities. While five of the security bulletins were rated as critical, uh, the top priorities are likely the cumulative security update for Internet Explorer and a remote code execution vulnerability in Microsoft Word. There are currently no known exploits of, of these vulnerabilities, although Microsoft rated six as having an exploitability index of one, uh, exploit code likely. Regarding the Microsoft Word security bulletin, a similar vulnerability reported by Microsoft in the April 2012 security bulletin continues to be targeted by attackers with a number of exploits and malware circulating. Cisco has published the Cisco Event Response Microsoft Security Bulletin release for December 2012, along with an insights video of the Microsoft Security Bulletin release, uh, both available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations Portal. Cisco released multiple IntelliShield alerts to address a Cisco Wireless LAN Controller Software Form Post Denial of Service vulnerability, a Cisco Wireless LAN Controller Cross-Site Request Forgery vulnerability, and a Cisco Wireless LAN Controller Cross-Site Scripting vulnerability, and an IntelliShield alert addressing multiple vulnerabilities in the Cisco DPC 2420 Wireless Residential Gateway. Other activity included updates from Adobe for Flash, ColdFusion, and Photoshop. Google released another update for Chrome, fixing five vulnerabilities, one of which is rated critical. Additional security advisories and updated software was released uh, by Citrix for vulnerabilities in ZenApp and Desktop, uh, by HP for vulnerabilities in Network Node Manager and OpenVMS, by IBM for vulnerabilities in eDiscovery, Informix, Lotus, and Tivoli, and by OpenStack for multiple vulnerabilities in Keystone. McAfee released a report on Project Blitzkrieg, which is a criminal botnet campaign that's being organized to recruit botnet controllers to steal funds from the U.S. banks. Detailed research and analysis was reported on the Dexter point-of-sale infections that are being used to compromise personal and financial information. In addition to the return of the Al-Qasim Group's distributed denial-of-service attacks against U.S. banks, Ghost Shell, believed to be associated with the anonymous group, attacked, compromised, and posted information from multiple government and defense websites in the U.S. and Australia. On an administrative note, Cisco IntelliShield will not publish the Cyber Risk Report or this corresponding podcast on the weeks of December 24th or December 31st, 2012. IntelliShield published 123 events last week, 79 new events, and 44 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. While previous research and attack demonstrations have focused on the GPS hardware and signaling to jam or spoof GPS systems, researchers from Carnegie Mellon University and Coherent Navigation investigated the GPS system from the approach of it being a computer system. 
As might be expected, the research identified multiple software vulnerabilities that could be exploited to impact 20 to 30 percent of the navigation and network systems. The research also provides recommended mitigations and methods to improve the security of these systems. This is important research from CMU and Coherent for multiple reasons. Many look at GPS and critical infrastructure systems as hardware and electronic components, but fail to examine the software on those systems. While these systems may be vulnerable to hardware-based attacks, the software vulnerabilities allow the systems to be compromised, uh, the data to be captured revealing details of the systems, and attacker to uh, possibly take control of the affected system. Again, similar to critical infrastructure, Vendors and operators of these systems need to consider this research and focus on securing the software that's running on these systems using secure coding practices and implementing security controls to prevent attacks. And next, in the legal risk management category. Recent reports of investigations and prosecutions include Facebook cooperating with multiple law enforcement agencies that resulted in the re arrests of criminals in seven countries for distributing malicious code on Facebook and operating a botnet to compromise accounts and sensitive information. Similarly, multiple law enforcement agencies and the U.S. Department of Justice reached a settlement with HSBC over an investigation of laundering money and not having required controls in place to identify and block criminal money transfers. While government and international organizations continue to debate legislation and agreements with little progress, global government and law enforcement agencies across the globe continue to increase their active investigation and prosecution of criminals and criminal activity on the Internet. There are already several governance, regulatory, and compliance requirements in place. As these cases are investigated and courts rule on various legal points, the agencies are becoming more capable and experienced in pursuing these cases, while private organizations are becoming increasingly willing and experienced uh, working with these agencies. This is one of the major trends identified in the past few years, and it's expected to continue to increase in number and success. Organizations that have not yet experienced involvement in these types of, of investigations will likely do so in the future. Not only must organizations ensure that they have the required GRC practices in place to avoid legal issues, but they must also be prepared to work with government and law enforcement agencies during investigations. And this week in the trust risk management category, two of the largest players in social media, Facebook and Twitter, are increasingly seen as an effective way to communicate with constituents, uh, be they citizens or customers. Two entirely disparate events recently leveraged social media for democratic purposes. Uh, Facebook asked its users to vote on its ever-evolving privacy policies, and the citizens of Iceland were asked for input on their new constitution. Separately, PNC Bank took to Twitter and Facebook to advise its customers on the effects of recent uh, distributed denial-of-service attacks on U.S.-based financial institu institutions. Social media's ability to connect, and in most cases be trusted, by its users is due in part to the long-term effects of malicious or unwanted content in email and SMS text messages, uh, with Eurograbber being a more recent example. As a result, social media has become more important to organizations which want to push out official content on their own behalf. This may be due in part to the pull versus push nature of social media, uh, coupled with the ability for specific uh, contributors to be marked as official or verified in some way, such as Twitter's blue checkmark. 
The implications of trusting social media as an official voice uh, bring more potential for sophisticated compromises, which could go undetected by even the most savvy of users. Organizations that leverage social media, regardless of the goal, should regularly review the landscape of threats and trends and communicate regularly with their audience about such threats, as well as any changes to policies as a result. And this week in the Identity Risk Management category, a recently released Ponemon Institute survey of healthcare organizations included some disturbing findings. 94% of the organizations had experienced data loss within the past two years. 45% of the organizations said they had experienced five or more breaches over the last two years. 52% of the organizations reported incidents of identity theft. The survey also found that instances were caused by inaccuracies in patient records. In some cases, uh, patient care was affected in addition to the criminal use of the compromised data. Not only were patients targeted, but the healthcare organizations were also targeted through ransomware attacks and demands for payments to release the data. With the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, uh, enacted by the U.S. Con Congress in 1996, and the Health Information Technology for Economic and Clinical Health Act, signed into law on February 17, 2009, uh, the data security in the healthcare industry continues to be a serious concern. As this industry continues to move toward electronic health records and incorporates new mobile technologies to improve access and communications, the concerns are only growing in complexity and security. While many studies have offered possible causes for the continued data losses, uh, ranging from cultural to financial, uh, to some noting that compliance requirements may be detrimental to improving security, the need for improvement is increasingly obvious to all. As patients, uh, insurance companies, and healthcare organizations' costs continue to increase and the legal issues continue to become more frequently involved and challenged during data loss events, uh, healthcare organizations are likely to find themselves in situations where they'll be forced to improve and verify their security controls or face increasing government agency investigations and fines along with patients' lawsuits. And next in the geopolitical risk management category, during 2012, governments that tried to pass cybersecurity legislation met with limited success. Uh, some countries passed laws that addressed certain aspects of cybersecurity, such as the United Arab Emirates, uh, which announced a new law limiting online content that, in their view, could threaten public order, and Russia, which passed an, a law allowing authorities to block websites with content they see as objectionable. An anti-cybercrime law passed in the Philippines, however, was overturned by the country's top court in response to public outcry over privacy and freedom of speech. The United States was unable to pass a comprehensive cybersecurity law due to lack of consensus on how to treat critical infrastructure, and executive order is likely to be issued in the near term to bridge the gap until legislation can be revisited. And the United Kingdom adopted voluntary measures, rather than attempt broad new legislation. Around the world, governments are taking a close look at existing laws to determine whether they can be reinterpreted to reflect the realties of an internet-connected world, or whether new laws must be drafted. At the same time, these laws can't easily be disentangled from debates surrounding public security and human rights, and addressing the concerns of the multitude of players involved is difficult. Moreover, even defining cybersecurity can be a challenge given the wide range of related issues, including online crime, offensive content, and protecting critical infrastructure. 
resiliency against cyber attacks and online crime are issues that the European Union hopes to address in a new comprehensive cybersecurity directive expected early in 2013. Information security specialists will want to keep an eye on the progress of this directive, as well as the renewed debate in the U.S. over comprehensive cybersecurity in the new year. And also this week, the group Is Adin Al-Qassam Cyberfighters is claiming responsibility for launching a second denial-of-service attack against U.S. banks. It's still unclear if the source of the avalanche of disruptive traffic that's aimed at banks is Stuxnet backlash sponsored by Iran or from the Hamas-affiliated Is Adin Al-Qassam Cyberfighters because of an offensive YouTube video or from elsewhere. Uh, one thing is clear. Small groups of actors can disrupt a vertical market. This particular attack will end, but the denial-of-service attack will continue to be an attack that's used by many, and when the convergence of malware and 6 billion active telephones in the world occurs, the avalanche could be substantially larger. Organizations need to evaluate what the cost would be in the event of an extended attack, then plan and test an appropriate defense. Cisco has several hardening guides that can help with a d distributed denial-of-service defense. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.